Welcome to Tech Talks in 20. I'm Michael Logan. And I'm Ginger Conlon. Ginger, I have a question for you. Have you ever sent somebody a text and they call you back? Or maybe you sent them something on a social channel and they send you an email. Does that happen to you often? That that happens in terms of the calls and texts. You know, I feel like it's almost a connected experience from one channel to the next. Connected and omni-channel approach, right? Absolutely. And that's what we're going to talk about today because there's ways to do that right and there's ways to do it wrong. I mean, sometimes just getting anything back from someone's great, but if it's the wrong channel at the wrong time, that's not good. So we're going to talk a little more about that, dive into what Omnichannel is. And we've invited Josh Goldlust, who's uh, Genesis PM for digital and AI experience uh, here at Genesis. So we're going to invite him to tell us a little more about how to do that Omnichannel approach correctly. And Omnichannel is so important. I'm really looking forward to hearing what he has to say and, and his advice for uh, those of you out there trying to get Omnichannel right. Hi, Josh. Welcome to the show. Uh, if you could start off and just tell us a little bit about what you do for Genesis. Great. Thanks for thanks for having me. Um, I'm our vice president of product for digital and AI, and my teams are responsible for all the new cool technologies that we bring out that allow companies to engage with their customers over digital channels. So not just the access and the different ways to interact, but really all of the intelligence and automation that's used to, to kind of bring those conversations forward and to allow companies to have better, more informed and personalized conversations. Excellent. Well, Josh, you know, I think that um, as much as we talk about Omnichannel out there in the market, there's still some confusion. People still define it differently. So for the sake of this conversation, can you just kind of level set for us? What is Omnichannel in terms of the from the customer perspective sure omnichannel uh, gives a you know connotation really that from the customer's perspective it, it really opens up the ways that they can start to interact with a company or a brand um, there are many different ways that, that as a company i want to make available which is convenient for for me as a company so things that help me operate during you know my business hours or or that are convenient for me when we think about omnichannel, we think about as a consumer. We've all we're all consumers. Um, we've all have our our favorite apps, the way that we want to get in touch with um, our friends and our family, and and that's really what we expect as that customer. Is that's how I want to be able to interact with with my my companies, the ones that I choose to do business with. So really, it does it it flips the script as saying instead of what's convenient for the company, but really what's convenient for me. And making all of those channels and access and and ways that I want to communicate um, open um, and and really omni that, that that's why we define omni-channel and how we found the companies that are most successful are defining omni-channel. And when doing that, it's um, you say it's about making it convenient for me, the cut the consumer. But what's the what's the drawback for us as providers of that service? Are we because we see that there's still some laggards in that in that arena where they're not moving to digital. What, what are you seeing some of the reasons behind um, those those slow moving pieces, I guess, to get to that point? There's, there's a couple of things. Um, the first is this isn't there isn't one particular way that is a solve all for everyone. So it really does become 
what I'd say is a, an and strategy. I need to make sure that I have um, many different ways that are convenient for, for people to, to get in touch with, with the company. Um, depending upon how I'm interacting, one medium may be a little bit more convenient than another. So for something that's very verbose, I probably want to use a computer. So I'm going to use the web. Uh, but when I'm on the go, that's not really convenient. So I need something that, that's on a mobile. So, so the first is being comfortable with that there are going to be multiple ways that we're going to need to support and companies need to be okay with that. Um, the second is this concept of near real time or, or asynchronous and companies at least are starting out with and brands are, are used to, well, I have normal operating hours. I need to make sure that I have people that are available to take it that as soon as that request comes in, I've got to be able to handle it. And what I would say to that is, as consumers, to so think about when you're interacting with you know, your mother or your brother or your, your friend from college, we know that you're not always available at the same time. So I'm going to want to send off that message, which I know is going to be sitting there waiting for you, and you're going to get a chance to respond when it's convenient. That's how I would expect to be able to interact with, with companies. And companies just need to get more comfortable with that that is the new, the new norm. And to be able to make sure that uh, the avenues are open for that clear communication when it's needed, and the uh, communication is a little bit bursty in nature, and they don't necessarily have to have someone sitting in a seat at every given moment to respond immediately. It's interesting that trying to pull this omni-channel together and some of these challenges, um, one of them is then linking that those channels, right? The know me that that uh, aspect of of the continuum across the channels. What, what are you seeing in that regard? Oh boy, uh, putting, putting me at the center, uh, me as the consumer, so, so important. Um, I, I want to be known as an individual. Uh, I, I have a meaning to, to the brand. Um, I, I don't want to be case one, two, three, four, five, that we resolve the issue in the moment and then we moved on and short-term memory kicks in the next time I then uh, have a need to interact with the brand. Could be for positive. I want to buy something. Could be a continuation. Um, I want to make sure that they know who who I am. So having having that history, having that context, is is so 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 important. Um, think about that from from an experience perspective. If if I'm having a, a support issue, and I need to reach out to the company or, or brand for something, I'm probably coming in because I've got a, a stressful moment, or I'm, I'm starting out with what could be perceived as a negative. Coming in and uh, and having that and you not understanding who I am and going through, we've all experienced this, the 20 questions of prove to me who you are, even though I've already done that on, on my way in, really takes that what was probably a neutral or stressful situation and just, just takes it down uh, to an even more stressful level. So at the point that you then have to interact uh, as, a, as a support person on the other end, you really have to work hard to take it from what is a negative, really bring it to a neutral before you can get it to a positive. By, by using the information that you have and knowing who I am at the center, think about that. And now we get brought in, you know who I am. I understand why why you're you're reaching out to me. I still may not have the answer at my fingertips. Maybe I do have to do some investigation, but you know who I am and why I'm here. I'm not repeating myself. Totally changes the conversation. You know, coming in, it's still the same situation, but maybe you've come in as a, neg as a neutral and now all I have to do is, is turn it around to a positive and to resolve the, the situation. So it really is key understanding the context of what's happened from previous conversations uh, and being able to, to go use that um, so you can have great empathetic conversations right right from the start. What is some of the ways that we can improve that? What's the magic or the secret ingredient to, to making that work for a brand? 
Yeah, everyone's looking for for the secret sauce. So uh, I'll, I'll start out by saying there, there really is no no magic bullet that's going to solve any and all any and all cases. But there are definitely some some good ingredients. Um, I think that every company should should employ to employ in order to go ahead and and make this a significantly better experience. The the first is as a customer, um, Amazon and others have have taught us very well. I expect to have real time access to all information at all times. And we'll find is that most customers will reach out to a brand to do self investigation or self discovery before they are going to send that email or before they're going to to to, to pick up the phone. And so how do we take that information and push that out to the edge as much as possible so I can do some of that self-discovery? What that does is it, it contains some of what was anger. I immediately have access to that information at 11 o'clock when I'm the PM, when I need to know has something shipped or is my flight on time or all that sorts of information. I have readily access to that information. So I've, I've self-service. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. The second would be as part of that, being able to engage in a conversation um, either with technology or, or with the human over the channels that are that are convenient. And so what part of that means is that having the information that our our bot can look up, FAQ information, that we can make sure that we are is up to date and making sure that people have, have access to when it's convenient for them. The the third would then be when it does have to escalate or or move to to a human, or people have been able to the technology been able to understand who I am in the situation and why I'm reaching out. How do we bring that information forward so that the person, the agent on the other end has all of that context to pick up the conversation where, where it ended? Last thing you wanna do is drag them through the, the same 20 questions and try the same solutions that either they've investigated that weren't necessarily successful. So, so as part of that, it, again, it, it does bring back to having the person at the center, but then using the technology to make sure the information is as readily available uh, to, to the customer, to the end user at, at all times. Pulling in a couple of terms that you used last time we spoke, which I, I really enjoyed, was when you're trying to create those connected fluid experiences, they need to be blended, personal, and proactive. And it sounds to me like that takes some cross-team collaboration. So how can... How can the, the the CX owner encourage that so so it actually happens? Yeah, it, it really does think about and, and think about what's the experience from the customer's point of view. And so how can I have access to the information? How can I know what's going on that's relevant for me now? And if I if I can't fully satisfy that, how can I now bring that in so I can get that extended support either from the human or, or if it's needs to get to, to a different group? And how can they then take that context that's personalized for, for what it is that I need now? And how can we can continue that conversation without having, having to start over? I think that really does, again, take that escalated conversation, really takes the temperature down. Um, it's what I would expect. It really does mean that you know me and, and why, I'm, why I'm reaching out. The, the other element I'd say is that really changing that from being reactive to being something that's proactive. Companies are starting to get into this and starting to think about this. And most will think about it from a, from a selling perspective, which is, which, is, which is fantastic. But there are also situations where um, you and I have an ongoing relationship with the brand. Something uh, I've purchased from you is, is getting ready to ship and there's an issue with the order. If I know that, how can I proactively reach out to inquire? Is there, is there a replacement? 
is there just an update? I'm letting you know this is happening. Or because it was a delay, we're going to upgrade your shipping method so that it gets to you faster. Think about that. You know something was going to happen. You didn't wait for me to find out because I expected it to be here on Tuesday and it's now Wednesday. I'm now angry for me to reach out, either call or flood messages or frankly, blast you on social media. Uh, but you knew that was going to happen. You let me know ahead of time. You've now turned in. Now I'm now I'm happy. Thank you for letting me know. And you did something about it. Now I'm informed. And so again, you've deflected that cost, which, which really isn't the driver, but you now have a really satisfied, probably pretty loyal, loyal customer. So again, I think flipping that from being reactive, I'll wait for you and contain the cost to being, how do I now have a great experience and be and use it through being proactive? And, they, and that's happened to me just recently, actually. I had a service outage and I got the message that they, there was an outage. It, mm -hmm. it did make me feel better that it was out, but I, at least I knew where I stood. I knew that they recognized the fact that I was going to have service interruptions and there was a lengthy delay in getting that working again, but but keeping me informed is important. On the other side of that, I had a delivery that I knew nothing about. I knew nothing. Well, I did, had no idea what was going on. And the problem was they were they had sent so many emails that I began ignoring their emails because there were sir there were offerings for discounts on or sales of the week, and I just got to the point where their emails were getting flushed. We'll say it that way. Yeah. Uh, but inside that was a delivery notification that that. Uh, that they changed it. They didn't tell me when or why or any of those reasons. Just you're going to wait another month for this product to be delivered. Now, I think that's an important. You, you brought up that that a few moments ago, but you talked about the idea of those channel choices. If a brand can identify what channel you want, that should be the outrage method. Would you Would you agree? I mean, is that because if for my choice, it would have been text. You know, that's that's the one that I, I would respond to quicker. And I know I had approved that, but, you know, that that's something I think brands should be aware of. Right. Would you agree with that? Brands, brands that know you and that uh, and wind up, you know, understanding who you are uh, definitely should have that as, as part of the, the profile of who who you are. And I'll say that there's a couple of things that go into. And again, this goes towards that that end strategy. Um, there is room for using different communication methods, I'll say for, for everyone. It's a perfect example. Um, and, and thank you, that, that was a great example. So if I'm in the United States and I want immediacy, um, we now will check our phone for text and other messages probably multiple times within a minute. Pavlovian response, it just, it dings and we got to see what's going on. Um, for immediacy, thanks for letting me know, I got it. Um, if you're internationally, you use different apps. So you may use WhatsApp or you in Korea, you know, Kakao or, or WeChat or around the globe, there's multiple different apps. But but similarly, if I need to meet you, see, that's what they're perfect for. If I need to say, hey, I'm sending you some detailed information because I need you to sign a form, I can send the form an email, but I'm giving you the notification for immediacy. Got it. I've checked it. Now I know to go look for something in email. So again, I think there's always a blend for those sort of things. Um, likewise for voice. Voice is a very powerful medium. If there is a moment of crisis that is very complex where I need to get details, I need to be able to use that as well. So it should be in the arsenal as far as what's the best method for the reason why we're having that uh, having that, uh, having that, outreach. But definitely in your situation, SMS, totally would have been the right way to go. Well, yeah, and you just highlighted again how important it is to have that blended personal proactive response in some situations. And I think that's a that's definitely something that I, you know, we want to see get closer. To. So how do we, how do we, how do we empower our CX centers to get to that point? What are some, what are some things we should be looking forward to get 
get us to that next level of service? There are new technologies that we know that our customers are expecting us to be able to, to use. And so by not having it, you're missing out on those conversations. So there's lots of things that your customers uh, want to and expect to be able to interact with you. And if it's not there, don't think that they're not having those conversations. It's just happening without you knowing. So how do you make it available? You can um, roll it out in uh, test scenarios with early adopters. You can start to evaluate it before you find out ways to bring it up more pervasively uh, across the organizations. But don't ignore it. It is there and it, and it should be brought out as part of um, as part of how you're interacting with, with customers. Uh, the other is, again, I, I think you'll be able to do different things over these technologies. So we'll go back to our, our email and our chat example. Things that you would put in email, um, the format lends itself to being very long, very detailed. Not really what you would do in what we've known from a from a Twitter, from a chat perspective, or from a texting perspective. Think like the 140, 180 characters. So, uh, I'm depending upon how we want to interact. Processes and and knowledge and information really does need to be changed to, to be able to fit the different form factors. Taking things that are just available on email um, do need to be modified, and we can work with our customers to make sure that they're, you know pervasive in, in that way, make it available that way. And it really makes me think about how close marketing and service need to work together with omni-channel because there's omni-channel for service, but there's also omni-channel for marketing. As Michael, you're well aware, because you're, you know, as you said, you were getting bombarded with the marketing emails when you're trying to look for the service email. So, you know, it's interesting to see how these things are coming together and just something like a preference center where someone can say how they want to be communicated with, like who owns that and how, and working through those areas. Are, are Do you see when this, when collaboration is happening, are marketing and service working together as well as they should, or is that something that, um, you know, the CX folks listening today need to like, go out and make better friends with their marketing colleagues. <laughs> well, and if I could add one more piece to that, sure. you said something a little bit before that you said, you know, their conversations are happening. And I think, you know, whether you're hearing them or not about your brand. And I, I think you were pointing out the fact that you knew that I had posted a bunch of things about that, that delivery disruption on all my social channels that they clearly didn't see, even though I hashtagged them. So you're seeing those conversations are happening, but, uh, but just kind of more on that point. Is it, is it, are they are they talking? Do they do they understand that that needs there? As Ginger was saying, so the conversations are happening. Uh, would I say that it's happening uh, efficiently now? I think this is definitely an area of improvement where I think those um, those groups within within companies can can foster a little bit tighter uh, tighter connections. I, I will say there are different uh, regulations that are that are we need to adhere to whether you are in interacting for service reasons or whether you're interacting for for marketing reasons. So keeping those aside, I'm still the same person um, that you are sending either a marketing or, or sales versus something that's that's service oriented. And so there's nothing more frustrating than you pushing information to me of, of something that I should be concerned about or interested in. And it's the same thing that six months ago I complained about for service and returned. And so how do you make that connection? So think about that from how I'm perceiving your brand. Does the right hand know what the left hand is doing? 
So I think there definitely are opportunities to bring those together uh, and to be able to say, hey, I'm Josh Goldlust. These are the things that I that I like. These are the things that I have from a relationship perspective. I Yes, I consent to you being able to know what I have and, and, and market to, to things that I don't have or that may be of interest to me. But take all of that in, in consideration as opposed to just blindly blast and, and hope it resonates. The consumers actually appreciate when you remember them for customer service interactions. So they they want you to have that information because they know that it helps you deliver a great customer experience. So um, yeah, I mean, definitely create that virtuous cycle of talking to your customers and making sure that they are on board and have, you know, are willing to opt in because then it makes it easier for you to deliver that great connected experience. What a great reason to delight as opposed to being delighted because it was an, it was an exception. And so, so yeah, with, with relevancy, with intention of, uh, of being able to, the brand knows who I am. That's that, what a great feeling. And last point on this, um, when we talk about social channels specifically, I've heard brands that say, you know, we, we want to offer that, but what we don't want is the response coming from just about anyone in the contact center, right? There is that, there is that need to sort and filter around who responds to what and how a technology manages that. And if you could maybe speak a little bit to that. From a direct to consumer perspective, we're very good at using all channels available, uh, public and private. Uh, to reach out to to friends, families, and and brands, and so yes, it come, individuals will reach out to to brands, and when when they do, how do we take that information? We understand the context. So, who is Josh? Why is he saying what he's saying? Got it. Um, what's the context and background behind that? How do we take that information and let's use that information, and let's make sure that we get it to the right group and or individual to have the right type of response. So again, if they've got the right profile of me, they would then say, awesome, let's go ahead and reach out to him on, on SMS to say, we'd like to proactively reach out and, and go through and let's dive into the situation deeper. Or we had a chance to go investigate and to want to let you know we've resolved or we've done X, Y, or Z. Um, think about how powerful that is. They knew who I was. They got the information. They didn't push it back on me that it's my problem. Uh, but they were able to use the context and, uh, and go ahead and, and, and resolve. So how do you get that information, have that right view of the individual, again, regardless of how they've come in to the company and, uh, and, and resolve it? There are some great benefits that we talked about with Omnichannel and some challenges we talked about as well. Where, Josh, do you see most people or most companies rather on the continuum of moving from multi-channel to omnichannel? So I will, I'll use uh, an analogy of the, the crawl, walk, run. So again, crawl, uh, depending upon if you, if you have an existing contact center, you're probably starting with, with voice, um, understand how to operationalize that and probably have added email as, as a channel. So if we define that as there's your crawl and your walk, they're, they're starting to bring in some of the other digital channels. So we think about um, web messaging or SMS or your, your Facebooks and, and your WhatsApp, really those, those third-party messaging channels, but they may be trying to understand how do they bring them forward either as a, a separate or truly as a, as a blended agent, but they're really starting to figure out where's the need and how do I, how do I operationalize that? So I'd say they're probably more in the crawl to walk area. We do have some 
companies out there that really are starting in the digital first world and are saying, do I even really need voice? And to, which I would say, voice is applied. Yes, you do. I think it does have a good fit depending upon your, your product and your market segment, whether that's needed. But uh, it should be part of the arsenal. It should be part of the what you make available. But if you're starting in the digital space, probably more are in the, again, the good crawl, walk, run, maybe more in the in the walk and starting to get to the run. They, they are able to handle the connections because everything is digital. The conversations are already transcripted. They now are thinking about how they use the intelligence to do something powerful with that as opposed to being more reactive. So they're probably more in that in that walk walk area. But I think all of this is going to wind up coming together uh, as everybody moves across uh, across the continuum to be able to use not just the channels, but the intelligence as well. All right, one last question. What's your channel of choice? Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, get this out there. Uh, so I uh, I enjoy using WhatsApp. I think it's oh. really uh, the most powerful uh, that I wind up using. Um, I do think that there is a need for for voice. Yes, yes, you've heard that here. Uh, again, I think as we think about the the right communication channel for things that are heavily involved or have that high sense of urgency. But I love the I love the third party messaging channels. It's just most convenient for me. Um, you know, time of day when I'm doing, uh, when I have time. Josh, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. All your valuable insights. Well, that was a great conversation on Omnichannel. That's one of my favorite topics because it's so important yet so complex and people are still figuring it out for their organization. Michael, what were some of your takeaways from what Josh told us about during these this episode my key takeaway is that he's on whatsapp and he's not living in europe which is great i think that uh more of us use use whatsapp i think that that, i think the growth of that's amazing but just the preference part it's important to recognize that we as contact center owners and and operators need to understand that moving into that moving into these new channels doesn't have to be a technology um, problem. It's, we, you know, have the product that's a solution where you can easily navigate through them and also provide just the tools that that agent needs to, to respond to those channels. It doesn't have to be everyone uh, on the same channels across your contact center. That That's an important piece, you know, that have the technology solve your omni-channel solution. It doesn't have to be everyone on omni-channel. You can still have just your voice agents. One of the points that Josh made that uh, went along with that is you need to understand when your customers want a keyboard for an interaction or they want to have um, a conversation. What's going to suit the the complexity level, the speed that they're looking for, and those considerations. So that's one of the other reasons why it's so important to have an omni-channel approach where you're enabling customers to reach out to you in the channel that suits them for the circumstances. And related to that, one other takeaway I thought that was was pretty cool was he talked about being proactive as one element that was so important in the customer or that is so important in the customer uh, in the omnichannel experience. And for me, what I took away from that was you want to have omnichannel interactions, not just when customers are coming in to speak with you, but also when you're reaching out to them proactively, it should be across the most appropriate channel as well. Right. I'm still waiting on my email for my delivery. I don't know when it's coming. I still don't know. It's been months. <laughs> I know supply chains and all that, but yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. But text, text would be handy for that. For It'd sure. be nice. I'd love to get that text and I'd really like to get um, that delivery. Well, you know, Michael, as we close this week's episode of tech talks in 20, hopefully that company is listening and can help you out. But in the meantime, I want to thank everyone for listening and hope that you were all able to take something away from today's topic. Before we leave you, I want to remind you to be sure to take advantage of the resources listed below on genesis.com. These expand on today's topic and we'll leave you with some additional information. Also, be sure to click subscribe to get notified on previous and new episodes of the podcast. And of course, please feel free to share with your colleagues and friends. Again, thanks for listening today and stay tuned for the next episode of Tech Talks in 20. 